Welcome back to our Dungeons and Dragons homebrew game, The Masquerade of Thule. I am your DM, Jacob Stanfill, and we last left our characters in Edgemire, where they returned from the Deadwood Mansion and rescued three soulless children from an apprentice necromancer. Now we're going to go around and give everyone their uh, character fact. Hi, I'm Abony, playing as Sister Phoebe, the elf cleric. And I'm a member of the LGBT community. <laughs> Yay. I'm Haley. I'm playing as Giselle Lorelai, and I'm a human bard. And a fun fact about me is I had no friends growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, bro. Hi, I'm Nate. I play Rhaegar, a dragonborn fighter. And an interesting fact is that dragonborns are molting during this season. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm playing as Organborg, an orc, barbar- orc barbarian. And uh, a fact about Organborg is he uh, he lost a lot of his molars when he was a kid, so it's harder for eat- for him to eat. So he's a slow eater. <laughs> Disadvantage on eating. <laughs> Disadvantage <laughs> on eating. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys last left off in Edgemire, where you stayed with. Off screen, you return the kids, and uh, you're now in the inn, and it is morning time. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Mm. Organborg, you wet the bed again. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it happens all the time. Got okay. to change the sheets every day. Yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, so what's the move, guys? Well, I don't know if y'all would be down, but my home town by what is not far from here and there's a library there and it has a lot of knowledge and the owner mr tim he's an owl and he knows lots of stuff and he can help us <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, I'm an orc i don't know a lot of lingo but what's down mean what's to be down what do you mean you said are you down with this would you be okay with oh yeah i'm going? good with that what in the world? <laughs> I love to read. I think we should go. Oh, good. Yay. Yay. He's really cool. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he's cool. I'll read to you. Or good, I can't read. That's true. You can't read. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's head to Bywood. All right. So, you guys head out of Edgemire, and you're on the road to Bywood, which is south. You pass by the old cemetery again, and because you dealt with the bandits last time, there's probably not any around. But we're going to roll for an encounter and see if you guys do come across anything. You do not. Your trip to Bywood is safe. So as you begin to approach, you, you start coming into a little bit denser forest. And the dirt road clearly leads a path to, in the distance, a city. It's not really a city, more of a town that is uh, not walled and... But you can hear lots of lots of noise coming from there, and you see a bunch of people in the distance walking around. What would you guys like to do? Oh, uh, let's go. Just let's just walk into the town and see what's up with it. Then. Okay, it'd be good to see my father. Hopefully, he's still here. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, let's go. I didn't know you had parents, Giselle. <laughs> it's just, it's just, well, my mom died. Her name was Heidi. Um, she was also a bard, but she was just too powerful and ended up dying. <laughs> <And> <laughs> She's too OP. 
<laughs> and then my dad, his name is Brock, and he shaped me into the person that I am today. He told me to fight for what I believe in <laughs> and to be independent. And I would really like going to meet him. Okay, well, where does he live? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> All right, as you guys get closer, you see uh, two humans clad in some light armor um, shout at you as soon as you get to the edge of the city or the town. And they say, Halt! Who goes there? I'm Rhaegar. Um, I'm with my companions here. Uh, this is Giselle. She's a bard. She's actually from here, and we were just here, you know, going to visit the library and possibly visit her father. You must know my dad, Bart, Bark, Brock, sorry. <laughs> they they look at one another and they whisper, you really think it's the captain's daughter? No, surely not. Wait. No, he is. I'll go get him. I'll go. Yeah, okay. Wait here. And one of the humans runs off back towards the middle of the town. The other one is sitting with you, and he begins to question you guys. He's like, so where are you guys coming in from? From uh, We're coming from Edgemire. Oh, Edgemire. Where, what were you doing there? We just kind of, we just all kind of met each other there. Not really meaning to, but. It's odd to see an orc from Edgemire. Uh, this is a long story. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Sorry. Well, fair enough, I guess. You guys friendly? Yeah, we're friendly. Yeah. yeah. We're very friendly. Yeah. Try to be. No, don't listen to me. We're, we're, we're actually We love friendly. and respect all people. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, someone roll... Roll... I guess you would say... No, you're not intimidating him and you're not deceiving him. Persuasion? Yeah, I, I, yeah, roll perfect. I got it. Persuasion, got it. yeah. You're trying to persuade him. 16. You 100% persuade this guy. He's like, okay, you guys seem cool. All right. Well, I hope you really are the captain's daughter because, you know, if you're lying, we might have to do something about that. But, uh, sure. You guys here for the talent show? The talent show? Well, what's the talent yeah. show? Guys, I don't know about no, no, tell us more. What's the talent what, what show? What is the talent oh, yeah. show? I'm an orphan the, not from around here. I don't know what a talent show oh, is. Oh, you guys have got to hear about the Bywood talent show. It is the greatest attraction here in Bywood. Once a year, we put together a wonderful talent show because, you know, we love everyone and we really, really just want to have fun, entertaining times here in Bywood. We're all about it. So, you know, we just put on this talent show and... You can perform any kind of entertaining act you want. It can be comedy, singing, dancing, whatever you have got. We want to see it. And there are first, second, and third place prizes that are all worth the while. Oh. On a scale of one to five, how cool it is. I can only count to five, right? <laughs> <laughs> the guard just kind of looks at you and says, um, Personally, I, I would say it's a five. Hell yeah. Sometimes <laughs> starts counting on his fingers. Giselle, you can sing. I can, and I can play instruments. But guys, I used to do this when I was a kid, and I won. But I don't know about now. Giselle, these prizes though. These prizes could be cool. And well, Sister Phoebe could like. I'm not really sure what they are this like... year, but I'm sure as soon as you get into town, you can probably read a flyer or something that oh, okay. details it in better. You know, I'm not real musical myself, but. You know, we I, usually work the event. I think if I have to perform, then everyone else has to do their own performance, too. 
So I don't want to show anybody up. I'll watch. No. Well, as you guys are deliberating, more guards show up, and in the middle of them is a tall, handsome-looking man with a shaved head and a beard. He's got like a little bit of fuzz on his head, but he's got brown hair, and he comes in with a booming voice, and he says, Ah, my baby Giselle. Hi, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> How are you, sweetie? Could be better, but it's okay. Come, come inside, and okay. they take you in deeper into town. As you're walking through, you guys see a bunch of townspeople running back and forth. Everyone is bustling. It's alive. It's it's just a happy-go-lucky place. And Brock Lorelei, Giselle's father, begins to give you guys a little bit of a rundown. He says, here in Bywood, we have uh, great traditions of entertainment and fun all the time. And you see Giselle here. She's pretty talented. She actually, I'm sure you guys heard of the talent show coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Giselle here won first place when she was eight. Dad, stop. <laughs> yeah, she's, that's my girl, just like her mother. Let's uh, not talk about her. It's okay, just don't talk about her. Yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. But anyway, yeah, I'm a captain of the city watch, so. We like to keep it tight around here, keep it safe. We don't really have any problems, but not not on my watch anyway. But we're going to say, you guys are free to stay here. You can come back to my place. Giselle, your old room is just how you left it. Dang. I left everything in tip-top shape. Oh, all my Barbies? Yes, your, your barbed bees are still there. <laughs> um, but if you're following me this way, I'll show you guys the stage. And so he brings you into the middle of... Uh, this town square and you guys can see a big stage that is like being set up currently for the talent show and there's people all around moving moving lights and torches and getting everything ready and he says are you guys thinking about entering the talent show absolutely he's thinking about it oh really Dad, really i think i'm gonna do it my baby girl's gonna end a talent show again. I think so. Oh, she's gonna win. I'm sorry, but you guys don't stand a chance if she's entering. So, just Maybe putting that out there. Second or third, we'll see. He looks all over. Right, you arrogant. <laughs> We're gonna smoke this girl. He looks over to his uh, lieutenant and he says, "Go spread the word. Giselle's gonna be in the talent show." And the lieutenant's like, "Sure thing, boss," and runs off. So. <laughs> Anyone want to roll perception for me? 16. All right. With the 16, you can see that there are some large buildings in the center of the town square. You see a tall building that says Bywood Library on it, which is presumably the one Giselle was talking about. You also see a large school that says Bard College on it. And you also see a town hall with a giant clock tower. Look, guys, there's the library. Okay, we need to go see Mr. Timms. All right. This is, oh, <laughs> you came to see Mr. Timms. Yeah, what, what I want to talk to him. Talk to him. Well, you don't you want to talk to your dad? We can talk later. Okay, honey. You, you're you free to make your own choices, just like I taught you. Thank but you. I would love to see you later and don't talk worry, more. Don't worry, we'll talk. We'll talk. All right. I, do you guys want to know more about the talent show before you go? No, or? I think it's okay. Oh, you sure, baby girl? Do y'all? Yes. I would like to know a little more if you would 
explain? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. And he says, you. And he stops a worker running around. He says, give me a flyer. And the worker's like, yeah, okay. And he runs off, pulls down a flyer off of a board in the middle of the street and uh, runs it back over to him. He says, all right, here you go. And he flaps the flyer in your face and you see the rules for the talent show. Sorry, I can't read that. Can you read that off to me? Uh, sh- sure thing there. Uh, what's your name? I'm Oregon Borg. Sure thing there, Oregon Borg. I, I, are you, you can't read it all? A couple words. It has I, to be in the special chalk. Yeah, it has to be in special chalk for me to read it very well. Oh. I grew up swinging axes when I was a kid. That's about it. Okay, well, uh, I, I like I like your moxie, kid. Just make sure to respect women and we're good. So, on the sheet you can see that it says there are three rules. Entries must be in a single act or a duo. Entry fee is 50 gold pieces. And the third rule is you may not harm any person, animal, or any bywood property during your act. Okay then. Dad, do we pay my entry fee? <laughs> oh, sweetie. I would love I'm to. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Struggling? Yes. But your music career, I the thought you were so good. The bar I was working at, I wasn't making much. He was greedy. Oh, you know, men can be just awful creatures. I know. I know. We'll talk about it later okay. after you come, come okay. by the house. Okay. <laughs> so to the library? Oh, wait, Dad. By the way, this is Sister Phoebe, and then this is Rhaegar. Nice to meet you both of you. We don't see many dragonborns around here. It's a long story. <laughs> ah. Aren't they all? Well, anyway, I'm sure Mr. Timms will be more than pleased to see you. So, there's the library. If you need anything, you guys just come and get me. Thank you, Father. All right, that's my little girl. Okay, let's go to the <laughs> library. <laughs> all right. As you guys enter upon the library, there's a couple of people inside. It's very quiet, and uh, you see, sitting at a front desk, up on a perch, an owl dressed in a very nice suit. <gasps> Mr. Tibbs! <laughs> Who is that? Oh, God. <laughs> it's me, Giselle. Do you remember me? Giselle, my dear, how are you? I could be better, but... We're here. Where have you been? What's it been, a year? I don't know. I can't tell time very well. Um, Well, it's because you haven't been here reading enough now, isn't it? You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Wait, Giselle, who is this? (laughs) It's Mr. Timms. Mr. Timms, that's organ board. He can't read, Uh, so... No, you can't read. uh, Unless it's in chalk. I can read. Right. Well, we have a fine chalk section. That way, if you would like to pursue wow. our I collection. Really your accessibility in this no, we do. Why, thank sir. you. We Mr. Tim's is the best. To he say. Is. Oh, stop it, Giselle. <laughs> and then this is Rhaegar. He... Oh. Well, hello there. <laughs> and this is Sister Phoebe. Hi, I'm Sister Phoebe, servant of the goddess Angerod. Ah, oh, the goddess Angerod. Why? We have many mythology books covering her. Mythology? Well, yes, mythology. In the same way that mythos covers all religions and gods and deities. How would you feel if I called your religion mythology? 
Well, my religion is uh, knowledge, ma'am, and I don't think that knowledge is myth. But there are myths in knowledge, let me tell you. We have a whole myth section up on the second floor if you'd like to peruse that. But what can I do you for, Giselle? Well, we're really just looking for information. On what subject? Have you ever heard someone by the name of... Haddock? No, I can't say that I have. Is this a historic figure, maybe? Some prominent political figure, perhaps? Well, actually, never mind the haddock. What do you know, or what knowledge in your books do you have of souls? We do have a section that has a dark arts, and if there is soul magic, it is probably located in there. But before we get that book, I must ask, Giselle, do you still have your library card? No, I don't. Well, then I'm afraid you cannot check out any of the books, my love. Why? Oh, can I, can I get a library card? How does one acquire a library card? I'm afraid our library cards are not in chalk, good sir. Um, <laughs> how much would one cost? Well, you can renew yours for ten gold pieces. Knowledge is very valuable here. Okay. I'll bring, here's ten gold. Now, wait a minute. I have never heard of a library charging people for the right to knowledge. You can read all the books you would like here, but if you wish to take the book with you, we must have some form of collateral. Well, why do we need to take it with us? We might need to take it when we go back. I don't know. Can we can we read the books first, and then we'll decide if we need to take Why, them? of course, okay. young Giselle. Okay, okay. <laughs> Follow me, and we will. I will take you right there. All right, someone roll... Persuade... Or, uh, not persuasion, I'm sorry. Perception. Fourteen. You don't notice anything with a fourteen, other than you're in a library. Really? <laughs> yes, okay. So... As you guys uh, follow Mr. Timms, he flies up to the second story of the library in the dark arts section. He says, okay, let's see here. Dark arts, uh, squigglies, uh, scoundrels, uh, souls. Here we are. And he pulls down a book with his talents. He then puts a cloth glove over one of his talents to not damage the book because he is quite protective of his knowledge. And so, he says, what specifically about soul magic do you wish to know? We are trying to learn how to identify a soul. Oh, okay. Well, let's look here. And he flips through the book some. He says, okay. It says, you can identify a soul if you are the caster of the soul spell. And furthermore... If you find someone with the power to cast a divination spell, this only applies, of course, to a soul that is lost or out of its original container. Hmm. Interesting. Is that all you got in souls? No, there's much more, but uh, you'll have to ask a little more specific questions, that is, unless you would just like to read the whole book. The whole book? The book is uh, 5,000 pages long. <laughs> Do you know the effects 
let's say hypothetically, if the wrong soul was to enter it, another host. He says, ah, yes, yes. And he flips through some more pages. He says, it says here that if you insert the wrong soul into an improper vessel, then it will then result into a split personality of sorts. Unless, of course, that soul is put into a construct, which has no living aura about it to begin with. For example... If I took your soul, Mr. Organborg, mm-hmm. and then put it into the young Giselle here, she would then have two personalities conflicting within her. That would be crazy. That would be crazy, my dear. <laughs> but if I were to take your soul and put it into, say, a construct I've made, perhaps a mechanical owl to match my own figure, it would then absorb your soul. And it would not have a split personality, but it would not necessarily be you. It would act as an energy source for my construct, which I could then, if I was versed in soul magic, of course, control at will and program as my own. Wow. You know anything about how to take a soul out? Hypothetically. It says here that you have to be versed skillfully in soul magic and... It does not detail how to become versed in soul magic. I assume you would have to find a soul master that is already proficient to teach you. We don't have anyone in Bywood, do we? No, no. This is dark magic. This is outlawed in all the land. Anyone you would find using this would be a criminal. Great. That's I mean, no, that's, yeah, it's a good thing. This is just hypothetical. Ah, oh, yes. A good thought experiment. I love it. <laughs> it also says, though, that souls of different races carry different power. Which may seem a bit discriminatory, but it would seem that nature is not always fair. And it says here that Dragonborn, he looks curiously at Rhaegar have quite powerful souls and furthermore children have immensely powerful souls uncorrupted by the forceful ways of the world so I can only assume that a dragonborn child would have the strongest soul you could possibly obtain hmm this is Useful, but it's only hypothetical. But it is good information to have. Ah, yes. We'll keep it in mind. Well, I'm glad. There is something you four can do for me while you're here, though. Anything. Not anything, but sure. I take it you are all traveling, yes? Yes. Do you plan to go to other parts of the land? Yes. Well, if this is the case, I would very much love to employ you. You see, I am a seeker of knowledge, always wanting to expand my collection, but unfortunately I don't get out much anymore, as I like to stay here and tend to my collection. But I would love to reward you all for finding these. And he pulls out from his pocket a small vial that inside has a paper snake-looking 
item or animal. Sorry. He says, this is a bookworm. These creatures are magnificent in nature. They can live up to centuries. And as you can see, they have on them inscribed knowledge from all sorts of past cultures. These little things love to live where there are manuscripts, pages, libraries, anything where there might be vast knowledge kept on paper. They love to live there. And in doing so, some of the hieroglyphs or writings get rubbed off on them. I should also say, I got a bookworm as a creature off of Pinterest posted by the Fluffy Folio. So thank you very much for this creature. Um, bookworms can live up to centuries and they are marked with hieroglyphs that can be from any culture, any time, and they'll give you a ton of information. And so, back to Mr. Timms. If you would be so kind to collect these wherever you go and jot them down in a journal I will give you, I would love to reward you for such information. Well, Mr. Timms, how much? It's hard times out here. We're just trying to get by. I cannot give you details of a monetary reward, perhaps, but I will use the cumulation of the knowledge you get to create something magnificent for you. We'll do it. Ah, wonderful. In that case, you will need these. And he, he says, follow me. And he flies back down to his desk and produces two stones. He says, and they're very small, about the size of earrings. Like, they're, that's how small they are. He says, these are communication runes. One receiving and one sending. You may wear these, and at any time, young Giselle, if you wish to talk to me, you can activate the runes, and they will give us communication throughout anywhere in the land. And he gives you the runes. Thanks. I'm going to put it in the bag of holes. Okay. Well, it has to be on your person to use them. I should, and it's something you wear, so it wouldn't be... Oh, okay. It's like something you would put on. Okay. The wristwatch. Put it on. They're, they're like earrings. Thanks. Well, someone roll perception. Eight. You notice nothing. No one notices anything. No, it doesn't matter. It's like y'all, y'all don't notice anything. Okay, so you guys are now officially done in the library, but you can explore more if you would wish. Mr. Timms, can I ask you a question? Sure, young organ boy. Can, I, can you escort me to the, the chalk section? <laughs> of course, young lad. Follow me. He brings you over to the chalk section. Alright, I just I guess I'll start just looking and reading through books or whatever. Okay, roll roll investigation. Notice some books, but nothing that piques your interest or seems rather useful. Thank you. Mr. Timms, do you have any books regarding a family with a crest of a bear 
and two eagles fighting. Why, we do have a family history book, but not many families carry a crest around here. That's more typical of citizens in the capital. But yes, we do have a registry of crests. If you'll follow me, I'll point you to this section. Alright, y'all go with him. And he shows you a book that is rather thick, and it has a ton of crests in it. He says, would you like to look at the book for yourself? Um, absolutely. Roll investigation. Six. It, you see, uh, it's a book of crests, but you can't really tell if... Any are specific. You find a bunch of crests that kind of look like they match, but none that are perfect. Okay. Sister Phoebe, do you see anything in this book that looks kind of <laughs> kind of like the one we're talking about? Let me see. <laughs> <Seven>. <laughs> she does not. Giselle, Giselle, what about Mr. you? Mr. Tins, been, let me try. I think I can figure you've this You've been out. in this library She's, for yeah. a long time. 17. You find a crest that matches. He says, ah, yes. This is of House Loto. This is a prominent house in the capital that has been there for many, many years. Though, I'm not sure what about it will provide you much more information than that. Um, they were among some of the first aristocrats in the capital back when it was settled and they've been a prominent house ever since mm, thank you thank you just brushing up on our capital house knowledge ah uh, why this specific house might I ask we just we were passing through you know we've been traveling and we just found the crest we saw it you know just just you know we just wanted to figure out what it was who it belonged to oh uh. may try and return it to the owner May I ask you, Mr. Timms, this um, family history book, do you know how recent it's been updated? I must say, my dear, it hasn't been updated within the last ten years. Does the entry on this family tell you who the current head of the house is? It does not. Okay, I was just wondering. If it's been ten years, do you know if there is a woman, perhaps, with possibly a son? I'm afraid that the book does not go into that much detail. Instead, it's more of a registry of the houses amongst the capital. However, I'm sure if you were to look in the capital records, you would be much, much, much pleased to find information you're looking for regarding such. Thank well, you, Mr. Tim. We would have to go to the capital for that, correct? Yes, they have quite possibly the grandest collection in all of the land, I must say, much more sophisticated than my own. In fact, I'm friends with many of the Thulean academics there. You see, I used to be out in the field quite a lot doing much research, but in my later years, I decided to stay here in Bywood. Okay. I like you, Mr. Timms. Me too. Isn't he great, guys? I told you. cool. I like to have the chalk section. If owls could blush, they would, or he would. Someone roll perception. Twelve. You notice nothing. 
I I don't know. Oh, 17. With the 17, you notice a man standing down in the bottom who has been reading a book, but he has not turned the page in quite a while. <gasps> uh, Mr. Timms, uh, do, you, do you know that man is down there? No, I can't say that I do, but we get much business throughout the library, so it's not uncommon to have new faces here. Do you know when he came? Uh, he's been here for probably an hour or so, just before the lot of you rolled in. Does he in. have a library card? He does not, but he has not attempted to leave with a book. Okay. I was just trying to, you know, like get his information for the library card. <laughs> Okay, uh, Mr. Timms, do you care? Would you just would you care if I went and uh, had a conversation with this man? Of course, you know I'm not going to do anything rash in your library. Of course, young Rhaegar, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to approach this man. All right. What do you say? No, I'm not going to be stealthy. I'm just going to walk up, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, friend, uh, how are you?" He looks at your tall lizard figure with a little bit of awe and he says fine how are you i'm 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 great uh you know i'm just i'm just rolling through town trying to meet as many people as i can along my way uh what's your name my, my name is giuseppe giuseppe yeah do you do you have any relation to bywood no i'm just passing through oh, i got you well i'm Rhaegar. i'm from the western isles uh where are you from um, I'm from uh, Khalil. It's a much more north. Hmm. I got, what brings you down to Bywood? I've just been traveling a lot here lately. Um, got tired of Khalil and the same old scene. It's an ocean town up north, close to the capital. Hmm. What book are you reading? Oh, this here. This is uh, bestiaries and mythical creatures. It's like a catalog, I guess you would say of. All kinds of creatures you can find throughout the land. Are you looking for one specifically, or no, no? I'm just uh, not really an academic, more of a amateur hobbyist of biology, I guess you could say. Gotcha. Well, you know, I noticed up there. Uh, I'm with my friends. We we just noticed that you've been on that same page for quite a while. Is something interesting on that page? Um. Yeah. Actually, if you want to look here and read it. Are you interested in it? Yeah, of course. I'm interested in all types of creatures. Are you going to read the page? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you. He hands you the book, and everyone else, roll perception. Uh, Rhaegar, you won't get to. You won't get to roll because you are reading the book. Mm -hmm. Okay. What did you guys roll? 21. 4. 17. Somehow, you guys do not know how. Rhaegar is blocking the view of the person from the rest of you, but you would see him leave. Rhaegar looks up, and the man is gone. When he turns, you all can see Rhaegar, but you cannot... Did you roll? You didn't roll a nat 20, did you? No, I rolled a 19. Yeah, okay. You cannot see the guy. 
Okay. I'm like, so I fold the book up. I'm like, well, that was. What? Hey, did you guys, did you guys see a man uh, walk away after he handed me this book? No. You, you did, t you did see the guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Timms, did, did you see him depart the library? No, no, I, I don't think he did. I'm sorry, I was reading this here catalog. Okay, that's, that's okay. What did he show you? Uh, he was reading a book of beasts. On the page, it details a description of a shadow panther. Shadow panthers are mighty and wily felines that stalk their prey under the cover of night. Their fur is smooth and black, with spots running along the sides of their bodies. Dense black smoke perpetually billows off these panthers, which makes them nearly invisible against all uh, rainforest and undergrowth creatures. The cats are primarily nocturnal, and they're very stealthy and elusive. This is a post off of uh, Reddit from r slash D&D homebrew. Thank you very much. Back to y'all. Mr. Timms, do you know anything? I don't know if it's important, but do you know anything extra about a shadow panther? Can't say that I do, my boy. Biology is not quite my specialty, but I will say they are not native to this area. Do you know why a traveler would be looking at a beastie, a, a beast book? No more than I could say anyone else would want to, no. Okay. Mr. Chim, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, good sirs and madams. Please, remember, if you are out and about and there are, is a location that has a collection of knowledge like my own, Please search for bookworms, and if you have any questions about anything you encounter on your journey, use the communication rooms to talk to me, and I, in turn, will give you any information I have here in my collection. Also, I would appreciate if you asked me for information to give me something back that I can keep for myself. For example, maybe you find a new creature that I was unaware of, or perhaps a cultural tradition of the place you're in. Just something to add to my collection. I would greatly appreciate it. Will you pay for those services? I would, yes, in, the, in exchange for me telling you about... It's a transfer of knowledge, my good sir. Okay, okay. Did you know that when a dragonborn has a UTI, we pee fire? I did not. And he quickly grabs a pen and scribbles it down on paper. And he said, would you be willing to sign this? My dear Dragonborn. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No it, problem at all. Rhaegar signs the paper. Alright, thank you, thank you. Well, if there any, is there anything else you need? Uh, can I ask for a favor? Of course. Do you, do you have any sort of magical item that can help me read so I can learn more knowledge to give to you? Well, not exactly, but I do have this magical machine that can convert normal text into chalk. Oh. So if you find a book perhaps that you like, I can convert it into a way that's more accessible for you, my good oh, okay, sir. Okay, okay. That's good. Thank you, Mr. Thank Timms. You. No, no problem, my fine adventurers. And Miss Giselle, it was wonderful to see you again. It was so good to see you. Thank you for your help. I hear that you're going to be in the talent show.
You've already heard about it? Yes, word travels quick in Bywood. It does, it does. Well, I'm just so excited. I am too. I will be watching, my dear Giselle, and I hope you get first place. Thank you. I hope so too. I are you aware of the prizes? Well, we don't know specifically what they are, do you? Oh, yes, yes. And he pulls out a different flyer. He says, I'm actually one of the judges this year. <gasps> and he, said, he shows you the prizes. Third place is 150 gold pieces. Second place is Clary the Clarinet of Squidward the Bard. (laughs) And first place is a golden fiddle from Johnny of Georgia. Wow. Oh, yes. The prizes are very interesting these years. I do hope that I will get to see you perform. Well, I'll be there. Oh, wonderful, Miss Giselle. Wonderful. Are you guys done in the library? (laughs) We're done in the library. Okay. You head back out. Do you have enough money to enter the talent show? If we pull together. Really? How much money you got? I have 26 gold. Did we find no gold in like the mansion? We didn't. No, no there gold. was no gold in the mansion. I have 15. I have 18. I'm 20. We're going to have to pull together. I just need 24 gold to be able to... Your dad said he might pay for you when you go talk to him. I know. Let's go talk to my dad. All right. You guys head to Giselle's old house, Brock Lorelei's current house, and uh, the sun is going down, so he should be home. The talent show is not for three days from now, so after tonight, you will still have two days to prepare for the talent show. Okay. All right, so you get inside, or you get to the door. What do you do? I walk in. It's my house. You see your father sitting at a table, eating dinner. He says, Ah, Giselle, my girl! How are you? Hi, Dad. We're good. We were just at the library. Ah, was Mr. Timms happy to see you? He was, he was. Um, I'm sure he was. You know, he talks about you constantly. Almost more than I do. Wow, that's a lot. That's a little creepy. Well, it's only because Giselle here is the most talented bard to come out of Bywood since her mother... And maybe even better than the famed Cardius Belcalis. Dad, Dad, Who? don't Whoa. even. Who is There's Cardius? No way. You don't know about Cardius Belcalis? No. He says, oh, you're going to have to follow me. And he takes you out of the house, back into the street, and leads you closer to the square where there is a statue. And he, sa- and he explains it to you. He says... This here is Cardius Belcalis, the most talented bard in the entire land. She lived some 50 years ago, and she was from Bywood. You can see here her riding her famed stallion, Megan. <laughs> she, was, she was the pride and joy of Bywood. That's why we still hold music and the arts in such high esteem today. But she was no match for her. My wife, Heidi. Heidi was something special. I still miss her to this day. He looks at Giselle with a tear forming in one of his eyes. I know, Dad. I do, too. It's okay. Do your friends know? I haven't told them much, but you're welcome to. I just don't want to talk about it. Well, that's okay. If if you don't want to talk about it, sweetie, that's okay. Thank you. It's okay. (laughs) He wipes away his single tear. Well then, 
Are you guys gonna all enter the talent show? Well, we we have an issue, you know. Traveling like we do, we just have a lot of expenses, and we're just we just don't quite meet the qualifications. Even even Giselle here doesn't quite meet the qualifications to enter. By what standard? My daughter has plenty of talent. Oh, it's not talent, sir. It's it's money. Fifty gold pieces to enter this show. I Dad. mean, it's just. Dad. It's crazy. I've been struggling so hard with my music. It's hard out there. It's hard times with what's going on in the land of Thule. And I'm just hoping I can persuade you to please help me out as your only daughter, your only child in general. I'm going to roll for persuasion. Roll. 18. God dang, bro. Base result? He, he looks at his daughter and he says, Oh, baby girl. <coughs> You know, you know, when you get to pulling on your dad's heartstrings, I just can't say no. Fine, I'll cover your entry, but only yours. I'm afraid I don't have enough to cover the rest of your friends. That's fine. Are you entering as groups, or are you single acts? I think me and Rhaegar would like to enter. We'd have to scrounge up a little gold sooner or later, but... Well, if it's gold you're looking for, I may have a job that you guys can earn a little bit of cash. Well, how so? Well, we can talk about it in the morning. And and you, Miss Phoebe? Ah, yes. Uh, Are you going to enter with Giselle? I'm going to be her backup singer. Ah, I see, I see. Well, try not to let my girl get all the shine. She likes to take it because she is pretty good. I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want to earn some extra coin, we can talk about it in the morning. But please, come in and stay here. Oh, We'd be man. more than happy Thank to. You. Thank you, Brock. Thank you, Dad. I'm so grateful. Anything for my baby girl. I know. All right. So, a night passes, and now there's two days until the talent show. Okay. Or, well, I should say today and the talent show is tomorrow. I guess. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Guys, I know, you know, this isn't usually my style, but I'm freaked out. Like, there's a talent show tomorrow. We're going to be in it. Oregon Board. Oh, oh, oh. Talent show tomorrow. Oh, 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 okay. Mr. Brock, you're awake. Ah, yes. Would you all like to uh, come earn some coin? Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, follow me to the City Watch headquarters, and he leads you to the headquarters of the City Watch. There's about 50 men and women there, and they're all dressed in uh, light armor, and they all have weapons, and they're it's like they're getting ready to go to work, basically. On the board, you see a wanted poster, and the wanted poster has three different men, or there's three different posters, rather, with three men. Each of them have different bounties. One has 10 gold pieces, the other has 15, and a third has 20. Mm. He says, these here are some criminals that we picked up not too long ago on our radar. They've been causing a lot of trouble for us. Any of them you find, you can bring to us and we will be happy to pay you. Preferably alive, but dead's okay too. Absolutely. We, we'd be more than happy. Me and Morgan Borg, and we're pretty skilled in death. And, you know, we've been training Sister Phoebe to 
try and kill. She's doing better. And Giselle here, her voice just paralyzes. Ah, I know my baby girl's got that good voice. Smooth, smooth and sweet, just like her mother's. Dad, if you want to talk about it, you can. <laughs> just talk about it. I want to know. I wanna it might know. help you. It might help. What, what happened to your wife? It's not my place to say. Whose place is it? Yours, baby girl. Yours. Giselle, what, what happened to your mother? Ask my dad. Well, if you're okay with talking about it. Many years ago, when Giselle was just, just an infant, Heidi was alone at home taking care of her as, while I was out looking for a job. And back then, Bywood was a much more dangerous place. Our city watch was not really in place and we just relied on the help of a few strong farmers to act at a minute's notice to take care of any threats and one day a dark and powerful sorcerer came demanding all of our town's gold and knowledge and really the only person equipped to even begin to battle him was my beautiful Heidi before I even knew it the town was on fire. People screaming everywhere. There was chaos. And in the street, Heidi fought the sorcerer. The battle was long and treacherous. But eventually she overcame him. But not without cost. Her wounds from the battle would render her dead. But not before I got to see her one last time. And my baby girl got to see her mother. Right as she died. I'm so sorry, Mr. Brock. I had no idea. It's okay. It's okay. She sounded like an amazing, strong woman. Just my hero. Very independent and very vicious. So sorry, Giselle. It's okay. We, Thank you. We group hug. Just <laughs> yeah. Through the through the Brock tears. All right. You guys can go after these bounties if you want. Uh, we'll be happy to pay you for them. Uh, I, if you're going to start, you should probably start on the south side of town, just outside where the forest starts. That was the last sighting. Okay. Thank you for the knowledge, sir. No problem. Okay. Get to work. You keep my baby girl safe. Absolutely. But I know you can take care of yourself. I can. Giselle. Yeah? Have you told your dad about how you almost died like five times? No, you don't need to know. Okay. Oh, what? What? What was that? Oh, no, we're just dead. talking about, you know, her killing people, you know? Yeah, that's my big Bad girl. guys that kill women. Of course. <laughs> of course. Okay, we, we head outside of town to this outside. All right. Someone roll perception. Or, I guess, invest. Uh, perception first. Seven. You notice that there are trees around. Twenty, but not an at twenty. With a twenty, you can clearly see that there are some footprints leading off the normal path, and there are broken branches leading in a certain trail. Hey guys, look at this footprints. I think we should investigate it. I agree. I'm eighteen. All right, with the eighteen, you can see that there are two clear sets of footprints. And uh, you see that they're leading off in the direction of some light smoke coming up through the trees. 
Hmm, it looks like someone's camping over there. Well, let's go check it out. Okay. I would like to cast a spell. Okay. I would like to cast Detect Evil and Good. I'm concentrating, and now I know if there is any creature within 30 feet of us. Does it? How long does the spell last? Concentration. Okay, so until your concentration is broke, you will know immediately. Okay. As you guys get up on the campsite, you can see that there's a fire that has just been put out, and there is a, a collection of things obviously indicating someone was here. Hmm. Interesting. Baby, can you sense anything? No. Not right now. <clears throat> okay. Whoever was here is far enough away that I can't feel them. Okay. Let's investigate this campsite. I don't, I don't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> or more, do you see anything? I, uh, I do, with a 15. Yes, okay. Organborg notices that everything is, like, not, it's not put up very orderly, as if they left in a hurry. And more than that, there are no, so, there are no weapons or anything, any equipment, but there is food left and a treasure chest that is locked. Take that. Take that. There's a, there's a treasure chest over it's, here. It's too big to carry. And uh, Like, it would take two of you to carry it. It looks like some people left in a hurry, as if they knew someone was coming. Hmm. Can we open it? We can try it. Morganborg smashed this up. Alright, uh, I guess I will try to, I'll try to smash it. Uh, what would that, would that be streaming? Yes. Uh, got it, Tim. You managed to smash it. Yay. Nice. Inside the chest are bugs in, con- in clear containers. Glass containers, I should say. That's what? Bugs, Bugs in glass containers. Is I'm going to pick up one uh, of the containers. I want to inspect this bug. Would that be investigation or perception? I think this is more of a, this is a nature role. If okay. you're trying to determine what bug it is. I'm on, I have one. Does anyone have anything else? I'll mention? try. I have plus two. Eleven. You can tell that the bug is dangerous, but you don't you don't know the name of the bug, but you can tell by the way it's kept and the features of the bug. They they look like beetles and they have uh, mandibles that are rather large coming off the front of them, which are like pinchers. Hmm. Guys, we should keep these and show them to Mr. Timms and see what he might have to say. About I agree. Do we know how many containers there are? There are two. You can talk to me. Oh, okay. Giselle, use your runestones to describe these beetles to Mr. Tim and see if he knows anything. Oh, yeah, you're so right. Okay. Let's see if we figure out how to work these things real quick. I press a random button. Mr. Tim, Mr. Tim, can you hear me? 
Who, who, who's there? It's Giselle, it's Giselle. Ah, uh, yes, Giselle. I see you've used the rune stones. I know, it took me a minute, but... So we were just out doing a bounty for my dad, and we found these bugs. Oh, yeah, can you describe them to me? Well, they're, they're, they're quite large. Uh, they're in a glass container, and they it's a bigger beetle, and they have mandibles. Uh, it seems quite dangerous. Hmm... What color are the bugs? They're white. They're white? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Where did you find these? Um, they were in a chest. They were locked up in a, in a tent. It looks like the, whoever was here left in a hurry. Hmm. Troubling. They could be one of two different creatures. Either they're cave crawler larvae or they're simply mandibugs. How do we tell the difference? Well, cave crawler larvae tend to not stray farther from their mom, or host parent, rather, but mandibugs typically are not kept in such a high-profile manner. Phoebe, you now detect something within 30 feet of you. Guys, there's something here. Is it evil or good? It's, it is evil. There's something not good near us, and we should we should get ready. As she says that, an enormous version of the bugs <gasps> rips through the trees by you and jumps out. It is an enormous cave crawler. Mr. Trams, I gotta let you go. Hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Roll for initiative. Ugh. Thirteen. Blood All right. Cool. Let me roll for the bug. All right. So far. Uh, eleven. All right. So far it goes Organborg, uh, Rhaegar. Giselle, the bug, Phoebe. I don't like this bug. All right, Rhaegar, what are you going to do first? Yeah. Uh, Organ board gets to go first, but uh, I would... Uh, I guess I would uh, get, get my uh, Chieftain's Fury out, ready. And uh, I would like to just hit it. With the cheat, just swinging them it? Yeah, or yeah, swing? Yeah, swing and, you know, at him. I rolled a 10. A 10 does not hit. Alright, All right. so I, I guess I miss. Uh, yeah, you miss. <laughs> Alright, so uh, next we got Rhaegar. Okay. I am going to hold up the jar with the beetle that I have. And I'm going to say, do you want your baby? The bug shows interest in the jar you're holding and it makes a bug and he goes <laughs> I unlatch the jar that I'm holding and I carefully lay the jar on the ground and let the bug run towards its mother all of the beetles or the baby cave crawlers rather uh, run out of the jar and towards the bigger bug and they all climb up its legs and go underneath the bug's shell 
the bug is still mad because there's a second jar still at your feet. There's two jars of bugs. I, I used my turn. <laughs> it is now Giselle's turn. Well, I thought that was a good idea too, so I'm going to grab the other one and open it. The bugs do the same thing. They crawl up to the legs of the cave crawler and it curiously looks at all of you, but it does not leave. It stares at you. It is, it's its turn. It doesn't do anything for its turn. It's just, it's watching you. It is now up to Phoebe. Um, is there any chance that it speaks common? <laughs> no, because it's a bug. <laughs> okay. Um, well, while it's deciding how it feels about us, I'm going to cast Aid, which lasts for eight hours, and it gives everybody around me an increase in five hit point maximum and temporary hit points. Nice. Just in case this doesn't go well. Well, that makes it Organborg's turn. Alright, so uh, I'm going to look inside the jar. Is there any extra... Something that came off the beetle or anything? No, no, there? the jars are empty. There wasn't like no part of the bug. No, the no. jars are empty. Okay. Is that, is that your turn? Uh, that, that was my bonus action to look inside. Okay. Uh, I guess that'll be my turn. Alright. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna look at the bug and I'm going to lay down. Just lay, okay. Just lay down on the ground and I'm gonna look at it while I lay down. I'm just going to lay down on the ground. And next is Giselle's turn. I'm going to get on my knees and put my hands up. Like, I mean, I know he can't understand me, but I'm like, I mean, no harm. Okay. It is now the bug's turn, and it is going to smell Rhaegar. <laughs> it leans down and brushes its mandibles and all of its gross bug mouth parts all over your back and it's not hurting you but it is filling you up pretty good and then it rises back up and just sits and watches you again it is now Phoebe's turn okay well sister Phoebe is actually terrified of bugs all bugs so she's gonna lay down too and just like cry <laughs> I'm scared Alright, Oregon Borg. I'm laying down off so much. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, since it's already smelled me, I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna like just kinda look at it and just with my deepest show of expression, I'm gonna show that I'm peaceful and I mean no harm. I'm gonna cross my hands. Like this. Not in a menacing yeah, way. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, I mean no harm. Love. <laughs> okay. Roll nature to see how in tuned with nature you will be during this process. Twelve. The bug still watches. It's Giselle's turn. You're laying down. I'm on my knees. Or yeah. I am just gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna try and get him to understand that we mean no harm and that I respect this bug for just wanting its children. That is all. 20 but not actually. 
The what did you roll? Seventeen. No, but like, what did you roll for? Oh, nature. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. The the bug looks at you curiously and then diverts its attention to organ board. <laughs> organ board. Now on. the bug's turn and it is going to sniff organ board. Also, is that is yeah? That it goes to sniff, and when it does, its back shell hikes up like the hair on a cat does, oh. and it makes a disturbing noise as it rears back, and then it now is going to be Phoebe's turn. But the bug is reared back, and what appears to be an angry stance at organ board. Um, can I preach to it? Sure, you make a religion, well... Yeah, let me make a religion roll. If, this will be her. more like an appeal to your god. No, I'm not praying to her, I'm preaching to... That, then that is a persuasion roll you would make okay. to the bug. Okay. You want me to roll first and then give my yeah. sermon? Yeah. 20, not nap. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say, listen, I serve a goddess who is also a mother. And she understands your struggle. And she understands you. And we mean you no harm. We are all here to bathe in the love of the mother, just as you are. Please, let us pass. The bug? Resumes its passive position. But then suddenly you guys hear a rustle in a bush beside you. And out jumps one of the bounties. Screaming in fear. He says, I can't take it anymore, man. I gotta go. I gotta run. And he starts running. The bug immediately locks onto him and begins chasing him. You are out of combat, free to explore. The bug is chasing him right now, though, and the longer you take, the closer it will get to eating him. Okay. We Let's need go to, follow him. We need to go follow him. Let's go. Let's start running. We need to start running after them. <laughs> it's okay, Orkin Boy. It's okay. It's you gotta, guys, we can't waste any time. Let's go. Okay, we're running. All right. Phoebe's going to get there quick. Double She's going to get there quick. Yeah. yeah. Phoebe, Phoebe is faster than all of you, so Phoebe is at the front of the line. And so the we'll just change the initiative to put her first because of the new situation, and we're gonna put the the or the wanted man last. All right. So now it is your turn. What would you like to do? Um, I am I within sixty feet of the guy who's running? You're not within sixty feet of him. You're within sixty feet of the bug. Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to cast command on the bug. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, hold on, let me see what they have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Um, twelve. DC. All right. Um, the bug succeeds. Okay, never mind. Nothing happens. Anything, but you did touch the bug. So what would Phoebe say? Phoebe would have said, "Calm." No, I, uh, that's not what I mean. You touched. The bug and Phoebe's scared of bugs. She's really, really upset. Like she's shaking and she's holding the bug. No, I don't have to touch the bug. 
I didn't touch the phone. You did to have to try and no. cast it, don't you? I have to see it. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? No, All right. I didn't touch it. Next is Organborg. Oh, do we have to spend a turn trying to catch up to her? Or? You, she's at the front of the line, but within your turn, you can hit the bug, basically. I don't think I want to hit the bugs just yet. I guess I'll just pass my turn. Well, you can you can use your turn to get closer to the bug. Oh, well, then I will get closer to the bug. Okay. <laughs> I want to use one of my new skills. I want to use evasive footwork. Okay. Which will allow me to use a turn. One of my turns will have to be spent you know, getting closer. Mm-hmm. But then I want to use evasive footwork to get in front of the bug. In between the bug and the bandit. So this turn will just be the, the positioning. And next turn you will be in front of the bug. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. It is Giselle's turn. I'm just going to use my turn and run up there and try and catch up. All right, so you and Organborg are now behind the bug with Phoebe. Still chasing after it, but you guys, the three of y'all, are close enough to jump onto the bug or get to the guy in the next turn. All right, next is the wanted man, and he is just going to run for his life. And he's having to jump over sticks, so he's going to make a dex saving throw. He trips and falls down. It is now... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The bug was actually supposed to go first. So, let's see what the bug does in terms of dodging sticks. It dodges fine. The guy fell down, and now the bug is stopped in front of the guy about to dig in. That will be its next turn. It is, you guys have your order to stop it or let it or whatever you want to do. So it is Phoebe first. Phoebe has approached the bug within smelling distance now and she is com- like disgusted with the smell and she's probably going to vomit, but that's okay. Um, she freezes in her boots and she passes on her turn. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it's Oregon Borg's turn. Uh, so like we're right behind the bug. Like, could I touch it? Yeah, you can get on the bug. I don't want to get on. The bug. I want to. I want to try to pick off a little scale of it. Okay. I guess that'd be like slide of hand, right? Uh, you would have to make an attack to break off a piece of the shell of the bug. Okay. You do not hit. You do not manage to break off the bug, but it is now aware that you have hostile intent towards it. Okay, since I used evasive footwork, I'm now in between the bug and the man, and yes. I just want to put my hand out. I'm, I'm assuming the bug and the dude are like right there. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah they're right about there. chunk. I want to just put my hand out, almost touching the bug. Maybe I am in between the man and the bug. Yeah. And I just want to try and calm the bug down. Roll nature again. A ten. The bug does not calm down. (laughs) It is Giselle's turn, and then it is the bug's turn. Okay. Okay. I'm caught up with the bug, correct? Yes. 
Okay. I want to try and like put my hands up and be like, stop, stop, just hold on, and try to persuade him to stop. Okay. Roll, give an argument to the bug, and then roll persuasion. Bug, listen, this is our bounty. We need him. You can kill him, but we just need his body. Roll just... with disadvantage, because bugs don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is this going to be for persuasion, though? Yes, it's a, yeah, you're trying to persuade it. Rup, you rolled a critical fail. The bug hears your chittering mouth and immediately is enraged, and it is going to make its attack. No. It has multi-attack, so that means that it gets to go three times, and it is going to... Three? It goes three times. How big is this bug? It is a large bug. I'm assuming bigger than a bear. Much bigger than a bear. Oh, God. All right, so it's going to first go for Organborg, then the Wanted Man, and then Giselle. A six does not break Organborg's AC. A three does not break the man's AC. A nine does not break Giselle's AC. So it attempts to hit all of you, but it cannot break your armor. All right. Next we have the wanted man, and he is going to kick Rhaegar towards the mouth. Uh, of the bug. I don't want him to. <laughs> he rolled a seven, which yeah. does not break your AC, so his kick does not move your strong lizard body. All right. Next, we have Phoebe. Okay. I'm going to take my mace, and I'm just really stressed out because I'm, t- I'm still terrified, but I'm going to take my mace, and I'm going to go for the wanted man. Okay. Yep. You have to move into position, but you're within. You're close enough that you can. Yeah. Seventeen. A seventeen hits the wanted man. Okay. Three. You deal three damage. Three damage. All right. He takes three damage. All right. Next, we have <coughs> organ board. What would you like to do? Uh, I want to use my movement to get. In front of Rhaegar, in between the bug, and try to brace up and tell him to stop also. Okay. Roll <laughs> roll, roll with disadvantage, because uh, roll... I would say, are you trying to tell him to stop? Yeah, yeah like, go, go in front of Rhaegar. Roll and, persuasion, and it's with disadvantage, because the bug is enraged. Okay. And the bug don't like you. It is an eight. You do not stop the bug. Now it is Rhaegar's turn. Okay. Ah. Want to use my Echoes of the Abyss. Okay, your scimitar you got from last episode. And I want to use Back to the Abyss on the bug. Which does what? While attuned to this weapon, you learn the banishment spell. Ah. Always have it prepared. Doesn't count. So blah 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 blah. Yes. Okay. So I have to roll. No, you don't have to roll anything. Oh, yeah. The bug has to roll to beat a uh, spell save DC. It is. I wrote it down. No, it didn't. Wait. It'll be like the same thing. I think it's thirteen. It's the same thing as your dragon's breath, except for it uses wisdom instead of 
uh, dex. So it has to beat uh, 13 wisdom saving throw. It does not. So the bug instantly vanishes and it will be gone for one minute. However, it is Giselle's turn and the wanted criminal is still lying on the ground and uh, he's just been hit by Phoebe with the mace. Okay. I want to... I just want to start with my dagger and approach the wanted man and just stab him um, at his right shoulder. Roll to hit. Um... 17. You hit. Plus 3, 20, but not at You most definitely hit this man. Yeah. What's your damage? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, 2. Alright. The wounded man is now very... Not... He, he is pretty injured. And it is his turn, and he is just going to try to run away. He doesn't. He is not able to get away from the four of you that are surrounding him. So, it is now Phoebe's turn. Guys, your dad wanted him back alive, preferably, and we have a little bit of time until that bug comes back. So I think that we should just try and find him and take him back to your dad. Does that sound crazy to you guys, or does it make sense? He's on makes the ground. Sense. Makes sense. Okay. Does anyone have any rope or anything? I've got 50 feet of rope. Okay. Can you find him, Rhaegar? Fast, fast. Roll strength. Because he's going to try to oppose you. I know. It's a... No. Eight. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. Uh, Twelve. No, eleven. 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 You barely managed to beat him in the strength contest, and you bind him. You guys now have approximately 45 seconds before the bug comes back. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's run back to Violet. All right. Everyone make dex saving throws to see if you trip in the forest. I get advantage. Oh, yeah, because you're barbarian junk. 13. 13. 17. 10. <laughs> Organ board with his big toe missing. Lies <laughs> back. I got a piece of stone there. Oh, okay. Well, barely manages to not trip. <laughs> barely manages to make it through the forest. And you guys make it back with one of the wanted men in tow. <laughs> in tow. All right. What do you want to do? We're going to go take him to Brock. Take him to Brock. Get some money. All right. So you guys walk into the uh, City Watch headquarters, and on the wall you see the three posters, and you can see that this is the guy that is worth 15 gold pieces. So uh, sitting at the desk is one of the City Watchmen working, and she says, Oh, you got him. Hey, guys, they got him. They got all one eye. The wanted man has both of his eyes. Like, why? Why do they call you one eye? It's a long story. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't care to hear it. Lots of long stories. Now, Mister One Eye, do you know any of these other bandits? Like some compatriots of yours, perhaps? Uh, I ain't saying nothing to you, cop. 
We'll see. Intimidation. I know. Well, I don't even want I mean, Phoebe wanted to play something. Roll intimidation, Phoebe. Nine. He is not impressed. And he said... He, well, it was a nine worth of argument. And he is not impressed. So... You guys turn them in and are rewarded 15 gold pieces. Now, at this point, the day is almost over, and the talent show is tomorrow. He's paying yours, so you're covered. Me and you, 18, 15, math time. <laughs> Rhaegar and Organborg do math. <laughs> Wait, can you give us two gold pieces? I'll, I'll lend you. Okay. I'll give you one, and Phoebe will give you one. Is that okay? We have enough. <laughs> Barely enough to make it to the talent show. Woo! Okay. Guys, how do we register? Uh, you, you're from here. Ask your dad. Okay. <laughs> Let me go. Let's go find my dad. All right. Later that night, you meet up with Brock at Giselle's house, and uh, he'll, he explains to you the process. So tomorrow, before the talent show starts, you guys will come up to a booth and... Uh, there's going to be sign-ups there, and that's where you'll pay your dues. But you really should perform. You should get down what you want to perform and what you're going to do. And uh, after that, there's nothing to do but practice. So, do you guys want to go to bed now and sleep to the next day, or what would we you go like to bed. do? Is that a short or a long rest? It'll be a long rest. We should go to sleep because we have a really long day tomorrow. We do. We do. Lots of preparations to be had. Yeah. Alright, well, let's go sleep, though. Night, Phoebe, guys. Phoebe, we lose your spell, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. Phoebe, I hope you don't have any bad dreams about the bug. Thank you so much. It was really hard. I know it was. <laughs> Alright. You guys go to sleep. And that will be the end of this episode because I have a lot planned for the talent show and we'll do that later. Perfect. So, this has been Masquerade of Thule. Uh, thank you everybody for listening, all three of you. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>